The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Lady love, lady love. So, Joseph literally blew my fucking mind today. <laughs> How is that possible, lady love? What do you do? You watch Boy Meets World, right? Of course, I fucking love Boy Meets World. I also love Boy Meets World. Come on. So, Don't tell me he doesn't like it. No. Okay. Did you know, do you remember the redheaded chick that played like the girlfriend of one of their good friends? It was like Eric's best friend's girlfriend. She was like short red hair. I'd have to see a picture, but I'm sure I'd probably recognize her. Well, her name is like Maitland Ward or something like that. Okay. She's a porn star. Hey, listen, Lady Love, that show was from the 90s. Shit burns out. Topanga's doing some different shit, too. Well, yeah, no, I get well, that. I mean, she's still acting. Yeah. Ooh, porn is acting in a different way, though. It is. <laughs> but, like, she's, like, a super popular porn star now. And she, get like... Ow. Yeah, I guess she made, like, a video with the, like, most popular porn star in Europe or something. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were going to say she made a video with somebody from Boy Meets World cast, which would be... Awesome. That would be awesome. What's her name? Maitland what? Maitland Ward? Is that her porn name or her actual name? I think it's her actual name. Oh, Maitland Ward Kids. Why does that come up on my Google? Oh, I don't know. Be Maitland Ward Porn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh. See? She looks a little... She's like in her 40s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely up there. But she's I mean, doing milfy porn? I would think so. Oh, yeah, look at those titties. On point. <laughs> they look a little... I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge you, gentlemen. <laughs> wow, she better get it. All right, doing porn. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do something after the TV stardom fizzes up. Honestly, she probably looks better in her older age. Oh, than, she definitely does. Yeah. The glow up was real. Oh, yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Kind of surprised that it's porn, though. I mean, I bet you she's making more money doing porn than she was fucking playing someone's girlfriend i mean she was a secondary character to a secondary character lady love i'm sure she's making a lot more money doing the porn oh for sure she has to i still wish it would have been with somebody from boy meets world (laughs) i don't know why i just wish it would have been you know i feel like it just it's like a revival slash reunion oh right i can see it you see what i mean there's a pitch there's a pitch point there it could be like Girl meets wiener. Oh, oh titties. <laughs> exactly, lady love. You see? You already got the perfect name for it. There's fucking money to be made here. Boy meets Halata for China. <laughs> <laughs> see? You're coming up with all the great ideas. Just They're just missing it. Just missing it by miles. But you know what? Good for her. I wonder who the porn star from Europe was. You know what? Enough porn. We definitely... I feel like we talk about porn more than we should. <laughs> I was just thinking about that and I was like, I wonder how much time we've spent talking about porn. Probably in the last couple weeks, a good collective amount of porn. Yeah. And I don't even watch porn. That's I know. Talking. That's what I was about to say. For a person who does not watch porn and a person who is a fan of porn, well, well, maybe my fan for porning, does that even make sense? <laughs> maybe it makes up for both of us. It could be. You could know? be. And I mean, we'll discuss any topic. Like, Lady Love. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's this guy that I met, like, recently. Oh. And. At work? Yes. And his life is, like, so unfortunately hilarious. Lady Love, you guys hire some fucking weird people out here. Bro. He's the one that I was telling you I call him the stash. Oh, God. 
He's super cool, super funny, like <laughs> fucking hilarious. And like we were at work and I was so pissed because we were all short on CDI. So mm-hmm. I had to like open the furniture and I was all angry and sweaty and dirty. And geez, like loves like you work at a sweatshop. Or something. I know. Cause that's great. <laughs> but so we're, we're just like opening furniture and we're talking and he's like, yeah, he was telling me, <laughs> he was telling me how like he went through this like horror phase and, oh. cause he was married for a little bit and got divorced. And it was like the like, same situation with me where mm-hmm. it's like he got married to some, well, he was in the military. So they got married super quick and mm-hmm. it didn't work out. And he's like, yeah. My crowning achievement, though, when I was whoring, was I, I, I fucked a midget. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. What? Yes. Oh, my God. You know what? I give it to him. That is a crowning achievement. He said it was amazing. They both got to stand amazing. during a blowjob. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I, as a woman, would like to fuck a midget. I no. feel like it'd be fucking a teddy bear. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's those, for a guy... That's fucking fun. I feel like that would be fun. Yeah, I would think so. You know? I mean, he said they met because, like, he was in Colorado or something for, like, a night. And he was on some dating app, you know. Was it a midget dating app? No, it was just, like, a regular dating app. And he said he's looking through, looking through, and then he sees this picture of, like, this woman inside of, like, the luggage container in an airplane. Yeah, so he, like, liked it. And she messaged him, and they were just talking back and forth, and she was like, so you want to fuck? And he was like, oh, wow. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm only here for the night. She's like, that's cool. And so, Here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a one-night stand. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. And you know, oh, well, I have, I, I'd like to see the picture of her in the suitcase. I don't know why. I, I'm just intrigued, I guess. I well, she was inside the luggage holders, so like the thing in the airplane. Oh my god, I thought she was inside of a fucking suitcase. No, no, no. <laughs> Someone took a picture of her. Yeah, that would be a fucking amazing way to advertise that you're a, 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 little, a little person. person. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. That is fucking hilarious. Wait, love. I don't even know how we got like. I feel like I know this whole guy, this guy's entire life in like oh, I'm sure in less than an hour. People like, meet you and they just want to divulge their entire life stories. Oh, it was, and you're like, I just. Said hello. (laughs) Then they stop and they take up your time. Well, my house, I got to get it remodeled. Then it's falling apart. And you're like, great. I didn't ask for any of that. Here we are. (laughs) Then they come to you for follow-up advice. Yeah. That's the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what you were cursed with, Lady Love. I was. But, I mean, (laughs) then there's situations where this happens and then I learn someone's whole life story and it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's also true. Even, like, the sad parts of his life are hilarious. Like, it's it's sad. Really? Yeah. I mean, you gotta find, like, the laughter in it. Because if not... I was finding the laughter in all of it. Like, he literally had me almost in tears. I was, like, laughing so hard. Listen, I feel like there's good highs and uh, really bad lows. And I feel like that midget fucking was definitely a good high for him. It was. It fucking balanced everything out, I'm sure. It definitely was. Good like, for him. It was pretty great. Oh my God. <laughs> I wish I could meet him just so you can tell me the story. Oh. Well, I think Thursday we're all going to go out drinking if you want to come. You shouldn't be working, right? Because Wednesday's your last day. Tomorrow's my last day. Woo! Yeah. I I got to call HR. Nobody's fucking acknowledging my resignation. Still? I forwarded to HR and HR, I don't know, maybe they don't give a fuck about me. I mean, I'm certain they don't give a fuck about me. As long as it's in, I feel like they shouldn't. But I have to fill out paperwork and these motherfuckers aren't sending it to me. You have to fill out paperwork? Yeah, I didn't know that. I found that out through the grapevine. I was like, I wonder if there's any. And I was talking to a friend. They're like, yeah. 
you fill out like this little paperwork, like when your last day was or is and why you're leaving. I was like, oh, isn't that what the resignation is for? But, you know, fuck me. So, yeah, call an HR in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So that's my life with that. Well, they're like, fuck this. I don't want to lose a nurse. Well, fuck them. It's not like... It's not like I'm going to a different hospital. I'm literally moving out of the state. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I even said that in my resignation email. You've seen it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm leaving. No, I'm going. I'm really going. (laughs) I I mean it. paper. I don't care if you don't acknowledge it. I still got to go. I feel like you're going to have to like print out a hard copy and slip it under their door. Oh my God. Absolutely. That's why I sent it an email. Always have receipts, lady love. Yeah. Well, I'm Courtney. And I'm Kat. And this is (laughs) Wine Wicked Crimes and Cat Moms Oh My. Intro. That was. That was long <laughs> we intro. have to run <laughs> to like three different topics, but I, I, it was a good one. It was. I'm still interested in the midget fucking story. Oh, Lady Love, you gotta meet this man. He is so fucking funny. Like, DJ was like, oh, I love him. And then every time he's at work now, he's like, oh my god, I'm so glad he's here. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> damn. crush much? Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we're standing there and we're talking, and he comes up to me and he goes, Oh, I think everybody in here hates me. And I was like, why? Is it mustache? No. <laughs> I know. And I was like, why? He goes, because it gave me G. And G-line was like pretty hard that day. I was like, well, it gets easier. And I can tell you with complete confidence that you're DJ's new favorite person. Ah. So there you go. Someone always loves a bright you. side. Yeah. Always a bright side. But, oh. It's always good to be loved by Deej. Oh, yeah. You know, it is. Solid love there. <laughs> That bromance is going to be real, late love. Oh, it is. I can feel it. I think they're hanging out, like, right now. Get out. Are yeah. you serious? The bromance is definitely for real. It is. He was like, do you want to come? And I was like, me and Lady Love got a record. I can't. <laughs> next time. Next time. Yeah. Maybe I'll Thursday. Out Thursday. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. But, yeah. He, he also told me this story that um, he had taken one of his friends, and he was, like, a, a really awkward person, mm-hmm. like, very quiet guy. They were in Guam. And he took him to a strip Where club. Is Guam? I don't fucking know. I was just like agreeing because I'm. I'm gonna assume it's in a foreign place. <laughs> is it though? It definitely is. Is it Asian? I have no idea. I love your Asian. I count on you to know all the Asian things. I know like Korea, Thailand, Philippines, like the basic ones. I don't know. All it's part of the United States. Guam is. I always see it in somewhere. It's like this idea is not as valid in the United States except for Puerto Rico and Guam. Have you seen? Oh, so is it like with Puerto Rico where it's like considered a not technically part, but it is part? Yeah, I think so. Guam is an organized, unincorporated territory of the United States. Okay, yeah. So it's like in the Micronesia region of the Western Pacific Ocean. So it's an island. Okay. Well, they were there. Oh my God! Look at where the fuck it is, though. Is that a circle around the circle so you can see the circle? Wow! dust in the middle of nowhere and they went to a strip club here yeah well they went to a strip club there and he said that first of all all the women are completely nude like there is not a strip of clothes on these strippers i mean look at how big the island is. i know it looks like there's probably no rules there oh no he said you can go in the back and get a blowy if you want like that's that kind of place so he gives his friend 20 dollars, like 20 dollar bills and he's like 
spend it on whoever you like. And literally, the first girl comes out and he throws all $20 at this oh, girl. Oh, rookie mistake. Even I know you don't do that. Well, the girl goes up to him, wraps her legs around his head, oh, and whoa. then slams his face into her ass. Oh, my God. Like that fucking video on Facebook? Have yes. you seen it before? Ah, and he said, like, it was just like... Bare face into bare ass. Wow. And when it was done, he goes, well, thank you, (laughs) (laughs) ma'am. Come on. He gave up all them 20s and he didn't even get a blowy? Uh, You know what? Bare face to bare ass. That is something. That's something you can't get here. He might get crabs after that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. Okay, maybe not the tits. (laughs) I love how it says on the bottom, location of Guam circled in red. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, my God. This is fucking... This is interesting. (laughs) Before annexation, Spanish East Indies. Okay. So, is it like... I wonder if it's like uh, by Spaniard... Spain? By Spain? By what? I don't know. Leila, it looks like it's in the fucking middle of nowhere. There's nothing. Where, where are you going to go? Yeah, there's a look at around there. Like, I feel like Houston's bag lives there with Courage the Cowardly Dog. That's it. If you don't get me some firewood, you'll be sleeping with the icicle. Booga booga booga! And don't come back without the firewood either. <laughs> <laughs> no! What did I do? That's probably where that fucking creepy house is. <laughs> probably. Oh, I love it. Uh, but yeah, before we get started, you should. Oh, this is fine. Let's see. This looks pretty fancyly love. It I'm is fancyly love. So I kind of cheated a little bit. I've had this brand before, but I haven't had this specific one before. Mm-hmm. And this is like my favorite brand of wine. Really? Yeah. Stella Rosa. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sure that's just supposed to mean original. And it's a green apple flavor. You know, they love, I'm kind of nervous. It's delicious. Okay. Well, all of their wines are delicious. I haven't had this one. But. Remember, that fucking leprechaun had squeezed apples in it, right? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. no. Tastes like an apple's asshole, I'm just saying. <laughs> a low alcohol grape wine. Oh, low alcohol. Low alcohol? Really? What is it? I'm trying to find it. Oh, 5%. Okay, that's like average. See, so last time, when, did we say it was a 7.5? Yeah. So I guess so that is it was a little. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I did get a little buzz after those couple glasses. And oh, we yeah. didn't even finish the bottle. I know. Oh, that was good. Okay. So a low alcohol grape wine specialty with natural apple flavors. Ooh. And it's a semi-sweet. I love wines that in the back, they have the scale. Yeah. To like indicate where you are with it, dry, semi-sweet, sweet. This one scores a 6 out of 10. I figured it'd be a good, good balance for us. That is. Oh, and it has a nice description. Grapes for our delicious Stella Rose green apple are harvested from beautiful vineyards. This refreshing wine is combined with natural flavors of crisp green apple. Stella Rose green apple is seductive. Oh. Mm. Rich and full-bodied with a hint of sweetness. Served chilled with fresh fruit, cheese, spicy cuisine, and desserts. Okay. Well, that sounds delicious. Celebrate life with friends and a bottle of Stella Rose green apple. See, now that's a fucking description that right is. there. Celebrate? on. That is. That's, mm. see, and that's why that bottle was like $10. Or was it? I think it was like 
$11.99. You know what? That's not bad, though. No. Not not bad at all. For this fucking description, it's certainly worth it. And a pretty bottle. It's got, like, a crown on the front. Oh, my... I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, they, they're really, you know... You do get your $10 worth. Yes. You know, we've bought the cheaper wines, and they have, like, the plastic wrap around <laughs> it. Like, you can't even see the inside of the wine. And then the lack of description. I know. Please serve chill. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, great, because we weren't going to do that anyways. It fucking has it in Italian. How fucking romantic is that? Exactly. I love it. Oh, I'm excited now. Yeah. See, Me now, this is it. Like, well, Walk to tea. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. And oh. you know what? I love that it's a twist off. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking done with the corks. It just makes it so much easier. Oh, it smells like green apples. Mm, and it's fizzy. Oh, titties. This is exciting. Oh, wow, that looks so cute. It does. It looks so pretty in the glass. Ooh, ooh. Oh, man. You know how I told you how you told me to drink um cranberry juice? Yeah. Okay. I bought crapple juice. Okay. That's delicious. I, well, you know, I should have bought crepe. I crepe love- is good, and so is the, the crayon raspberry. Have I tried crayon raspberry? I don't know, but it's delicious. I think we should try this now, they love. Okay. Dink, dink. Oh, oh, it's a winner. Yeah. See? That's a winner for sure. Oh, see? that Literally, everything that brand makes is just amazing. So which one do you usually get if you don't get the, um, uh, the I, green apple? I usually get the Stella Rosa Black. Oh. That and fucking sounds fancy. It is, it's like a red, and it's sweet, though. It's like, oh, delicious. I love oh, it. Oh, titties. This is that dangerous wine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it tastes like apple juice. Then you're like a bottle and a half later, and you're like, where am I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's always nice to get wine, girl. Mm. All right. Oh, I should have bought two. I was thinking about two. Yeah, like, uh, when in doubt, oh. spread it out. Fred Ward. Oh. <laughs> I wish he was old enough to go to the liquor store. God damn it. <laughs> It's got, it's got quite a ways to go. I know. It's so stupid that the drinking age is 21. It really is. I f- First of all, we all know people drink way before 21. For real. My mom let me drink before I was 21. Oh, not ours. We would have got beat. Oh, yeah. No, my mom, I don't know how I got the beer. Probably because I didn't get ID'd. I never got ID'd when I was younger. That's crazy. Never. Before I actually got my ID'd, nobody ID'd me. Turned 21, everybody wanted proof. Well, it's, it's probably because it didn't matter when we were younger. People could just sell the wood to, like, 12-year-olds and it wouldn't matter. Well, I love that. It wasn't like it was fucking 40 decades ago. I know, but... It was when I was, like, 17 or 18. When I got my own job, I was definitely going to the store and buying my own beer. Yeah, but when you think about it, that's 10 that was plus a solid years ago. Me- oh, whoa, whoa, 10 plus. <laughs> that was a solid nine years ago. They love <laughs> eight to nine at the most. 10 plus years ago, woman. <laughs> oh, that scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Yeah, my mom definitely was just like, oh, fuck it. Got her own job. She could drink. Yeah. You know? Yes. I, I mean, whatever. Listen, I was putting money down in that house. Yeah. I didn't start drinking until I was like 22. Really? Yeah. I was like super vanilla. Wow. I'm surprised by that, Lady Love. See, I was two-ish, I guess now. Like, I feel like my old self, if my younger self met my older self, <laughs> I'd be like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm so surprised. Yeah, I mean, my probably 17, 18 was when I, well, I've always been a beer drinker. Mm-hmm. That's when I, yeah, that's when I started. Well, I started late, and I've always just been a liquor drinker. That, yeah, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. But, you know, 
Now these days, I can barely drink anything. That's true. It's like I'm fucking aging. Like, I feel like I'm going to turn 80 tomorrow. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at, too. It's like last night I was trying to go to bed and, like, my lower back was, like, spasming. And I'm dying. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I took lower two back spasms. Yeah. I took two muscle relaxers. I was like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> Hobbling uh, around. Ugh. I swear we are glowing up, though. We are. Our bodies don't feel it, but our souls do. Mm-hmm. We are. We're much better. Beautiful inside. Yeah. The outside hurts. Inside's great, though. <laughs> Just a little disclaimer. But you know what, though? I've heard people say that. Like, once you hit 30, shit hits the fan, bro. Yeah. Like, the body starts to shut down. I don't want to get it. I don't want I'm tired of telling you. You're going to look like you're 18 until you turn 80. And then you turn into a shriveled up prune. And then it doesn't matter because you're gone. It's that Asian skin, like love. I know, but I'm gonna look like a fucking raisin when I'm old. Oh my god, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> Listen, find comfort in the fact that it'll happen overnight. I feel like if I look you like know? a raisin, though, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like own it. I'm gonna get like a kimono <laughs> and like those wooden shoes. <laughs> hair in a bun you at gotta all incorporate the fucking rice hat <laughs> you gotta do it i figured it out his mom fucking rice hat doing her little gardening mm-hmm. with a little fucking rice hat on okay. she already got me a fucking bamboo broom i'm pretty sure soon she's gonna drop off a fucking rice hat to complete Probably the look for your skin and guess what they love i found out that's part of the fucking asian secret it is protect yourself from the sun at all costs you never seen these bitches walk around with umbrellas I have seen them, mm-hmm. but I was just like, all right. No. I mean, I don't judge people. It's for a reason. Yeah. Keep the shade. Keep the skin young. You know what? And that effort is worth it. It is. You people look like, look at your uncle. Mm-hmm. Okay. I digress. I digress. But yeah. Oh, yeah. We should probably start this. We're like 20 minutes in. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> so, we're going to have Sophia paint oh, picture. Oh, exciting. Sophia hasn't been on in a while. I know. It's because we had terrible aspirates and then... Oh. That was just fucking atrocious. Yeah. The countdown was good. The countdown, countdown was funny. Yeah, the countdown it was funny. It was funny. I'm still thinking about the guy covered in shit. Oh. But it's you know so what? Gross. You got to make an effort for your freedom, lady love. <laughs> or the fucking <laughs> the guy that tried to pass for the other guy. Yeah, I'm like, come on. I give it to him, though. Come on, Kenneth. <laughs> I give it all to them for having the balls to try. I do, too. Because I, I don't think I could. No, I couldn't. If someone, like, called someone's name and I stood up, I, it would show all over my face. <laughs> like, I have a very... Uncertainty. Yeah. You're like, you sure? I don't think so. No, I don't think so, either. <laughs> all right, I take it back. I was just kidding. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Picture it. Los Angeles, California, 2011. Ooh, recent. A small-town girl is all alone trying to leave her mark in Tinseltown. When she got there six years ago, she was wide-eyed and determined to make it in show business. But pretty <laughs> but pretty young dames with stars in their eyes like her came a dime a dozen in this rough-and-tumble city. The years of... Man, I should probably, you know, start, like... <laughs> I should start writing like a good copy because I have my rough copy and then I'm like I'm trying to read through scribbles. When you do them, you don't skip the lines they love? Oh no. Oh come on, that's so good for them for your errors and corrections. Yeah. Then you got the extra space. Yeah. I don't. I should. <laughs> <laughs> live and learn. The years of being surrounded by shady characters and making little to no progress towards her dreams has worn her down. Mm. 
Every last drop of innocent youth she once had, sucked dry by this city of lost angels, and replaced with a need for poison. The wretched thing that fills the void, and the thing that's destroying her life. She leaves the courthouse after another night in the slammer, and heads straight for the payphones to reach out to her only lifeline. Mom, I need to come home to see you and Grandma, at least for a little while. She knows she needs to make changes in her life, falling deeper and deeper into darkness. Her mother, a saint, and her rock was happier than Dorothy was when she sent me off to die at Shady Pines. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> they make plans for her trip back home, and she tells her mother she'll call her back in 15 minutes. They hang up, but little does her mother know. The joy she feels is the last memory of happiness she will have for a long time. Because this phone call is the last time she will hear from her baby girl before she is vanished. Is this the Elijah girl? No. Who vanished? So, we are discussing the tragic disappearance of Satara Nicole Stratton. Hmm. An aspiring actress whose bright future took a dark turn and spiraled out of control. Oh, shit, son. Yeah. So, I watched an episode of Disappeared for this one. Uh Uh-huh. It's pretty fucked up. Oh, I can't wait. So, Satara Nicole Stratton was born on June 11th, 1987. Bitch, I didn't say keep coming in and out. We're still recording. (laughs) Pick Pick inside or outside. (laughs) As you're getting started, you hear the... Yeah. <laughs> now I was like, damn, how are you going to edit that out? I know. <laughs> where, are you, where are you going? Inside or outside? Okay. Go in the living room. <laughs> I'm, I assume that the fire is dead. Oh, yeah. See, and Fredward makes his debut. You can say hi. Uh-huh. No? Oh, you just got to make sounds on the door? No, you're not going to say hi? No, just the creakiness of the door <laughs> will do. Damn, bro. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> so, Satara Nicole Stratton was born on June 11th, 1987. She's a Gemini. Gemini season is coming, right? Yes, it is. Do I know a Gemini? That's a twin one, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like... Two people? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a little split personality-like, isn't that? It is. Ooh, I'm not sure how much I like that. Well, she definitely... Something splits. I don't know. I mean, if she called her mom and she's like, call you back in 15 and then disappears. Yeah. Some shit is going on there. Oh, it definitely does. Shit goes downhill very quickly. It's crazy. So she was born at the Travis Air Force Base in California Mm -hmm. and grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee with her mother, Sharon Stratton. And Sharon is a university professor. Ooh. Yeah. Mom's smart. Yeah. So Sharon says that Satara was always a creative young girl Mm -hmm. who loved to perform, and her dream was to become an actress and director. So in this episode, Sharon's, like, on. So, like, they basically interview her and discuss. Yeah. It's, like, her and one of her best friends that are on. The girl's best friend that disappeared. Yeah. Satara. Yeah. I don't get that name. I don't either. I was like, oh, okay. And she's white. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. Me too. <laughs> I didn't... First of all, to me, it sounds like Sagittarius. Yeah. And Satara, how do you even spell that? S-A-T-A-R-A. Oh, literally, Satara. Yeah. Hmm. I, it I wasn't was, a different spelling. It sounded Hispanic to me, because I grew up with Hispanic. a girl named... Well, I grew up with a girl named Tara. 
I know a white chick named Tara. I know two white chicks named Tara. Really? Yeah. Mm. I thought she was. I thought she was black though. Satara. Oh yeah. I guess. Got a little attitude there. Mm-hmm. What's your name, girl? Satara. Oh, I can see it. I can see it. I can right? see it. And then the mom, Sharon. Mm-hmm. That's miscellaneous. Yeah. Could that go is. either way there. Yeah. True. True. Okay. I'm. I'm surprised, but okay. So Satara started acting when she was only three years old in commercials and took Ooh. ballet at the Tennessee Ballet Company all throughout her teenage years. They love. I always wanted to do ballet. I did it for free at like school eighteen for like a year or something mm-hmm. like that. It was cool. I wasn't all that flexible though. <laughs> You, yeah, that's in fact true. Very love, lady love. You are very stiff in the joints. Yes, like not not the best when it comes to the stretches. And I mean, I'm not very graceful. Can you picture me ballet dancing? <laughs> not like, at all. Let's <laughs> say of all my hobbies, ballet. I can, yeah, I can picture you accidentally hurting somebody very badly. Oh yeah, but you know, subtle graceful movements. I don't know if they're there. You know, <laughs> no, I'm more of like a. Strong woman competition. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I know. Let's say I can flip a tire. I've seen you lift, sure. love. I know. I know how strong you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, don't they say that, like, ballet is, like, supposed to strengthen, I don't know, isn't it, like, is it full body? Yeah, so it, like, strengthens all of your, like, stabilizer muscles and yeah, all that stuff. Muscles. Yeah, So. So she did ballet. Mm-hmm. And she was an incredibly talented and intelligent young woman. Mm-hmm. Satara graduated high school early, and in 2004, at only 16 years old, began studying theater at the American Musical and Dramatic Art Academy in New York City to further develop her natural acting talents. Mm. Well, this bitch is working at three, graduated yeah. from high school at 16. Like, good running start. Yeah, good for her. Everyone who knew her supported and encouraged her to keep pursuing her dreams. Mm-hmm. And after only a year in New York, Satara decided to move to L.A. in 2005 to get hands-on experience acting and directing. I always wonder why people never stay in New York if they want to be actors. It's a big actor city. So it's New York fucking city. I feel like New York City is more for, like, fashion. Oh, really? Yeah. And then L.A. is more for, like acting and stuff like that. I always felt that it can go either way. I always thought the most popular fashion was not here. Europey. Well, yeah, definitely Europey, but like New York City is definitely known for like their fashion. But then there's a lot of actors like uh like the Soho uh film festival was started by Rob De Niro, I think. Yeah, and that's in New York. I don't know. I feel like it's a uh, maybe more established actors in New York City. I feel like New York City's good for like Broadway. Oh, that's a good point. They do have fucking Broadway. Mm-hmm. But huh. to, like... To start? Well, you know, I guess that's what people do. They go to fucking L.A. and don't they get a job as a waiter? Try to sell their script on the side? Mm-hmm. And be like, can I interest you in something to read song? Wait a little. When I went to the city, I went to this one place. I think it was called Stardust or something. And it was, like, a diner. And they mm-hmm. said that, you know, the waitresses and stuff sing. Now, I'm thinking, like, they occasionally sing. No. This shit was like an episode of fucking Glee. Yes. I love it. It was ridiculously like, beloved. I'm sold on it. You know, I love musicals though. I know, but it was like the full time. Like you walk in and people are singing. You're fucking eating. People are singing. Like it's literally the entire time someone's always well, lady singing. Lady love, they're trying to land a job. Oh, I know They never that. know who can walk through the door from the minute they see you. They don't know if you're some fucking big time director. Show on all the time. Singing, singing, one, two, three, and sing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, the special person that we're supposed to have on next week um, is a Broadway performer. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. You got to have some fucking chops to be on Broadway. Yeah. And on cue, 
She was in like kinky boots and stuff like that. <gasps> I love kinky boots. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. one? I have not. I want oh, to. So good, Lady Love. They actually have a uh, kinky boots movie. I want to see it. It's worth it. I wanted to go when uh, what's his face from Panic at the Disco was doing it. He was doing kinky boots. Yeah. Oh, good for him. I can never. I'm so bad at names. I don't know most of the Panic and the People name. I recognize the band, but yeah, that's about it. Oh, the lead singer. He was in Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth if you can see. I'm sure they have the movie somewhere, especially because June's coming up, mm-hmm. and you know that's Pride Month. They'll, they'll definitely be airing it somewhere. Okay, worth the view. I agree. Okay, so after moving to LA, Satara dyed her hair blonde and started working at the Disney store mm-hmm. on Santa Monica Boulevard. And she started working as a waitress to support herself while pursuing her acting career. See, there goes a waitress job. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like everybody in fucking L.A. is a goddamn waitress or a bartender. That's true. But it's one of the simpler jobs that you can do, but also tip money. Yeah. Come on, who doesn't like some tip money? You know there's fucking rich people crawling all over that city. (laughs) They can afford to give some nice tips. Yeah. She was only 18, and this is where she met her friend, Laura Farr. Is that the one that was interviewed? Or yes. is she a sketchy friend? Oh, okay. No, she was interviewed. They worked together at the bar, or at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Lane Love. You may as well just pour the rest of it in there. Oh, God, no. <laughs> it is good. It is delicious. I wish we had another bottle. Ah, oh, I do, too. You know, and I was giving up on wine, because, you know, these past few weeks have been tearing up my soul with the wine. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, it was bad. Oh, God. Sorry, computer. <laughs> it's been bad, but this is... I like it. It's not too sweet. Oh. Okay, so friend. Okay. So Laura was working at the same restaurant as Satara, and they became friends pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Laura described Satara as the oldest 18-year-old she'd ever met. Mm -hmm. Satara was very mature and driven and gave off an air of a person who didn't take shit from anyone. Hey, that's a good attitude to have, girl. Tough cookie. I guess she kind of, like, had that, like, gothy vibe. Like, her persona Mm -hmm. was a strong, independent, gothy person. That's wonderful. And she was trying to be, like, the personification of her character. Okay. And she went by the name Satara Silver for her movies and stuff. Okay, her stage name? Yes. But behind a tough exterior, Satara was dealing with her own vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. and wanted a genuine friend to confide in. Mm -hmm. So Laura was that friend, and they became each other's support systems. And six months after meeting, Satara moved into Laura's apartment building right off Hollywood Boulevard. Nice. Which, being, what, how old are they? 18 18. years old, living on Hollywood Boulevard. There is plenty of shit you can get into. Exactly. Like, that's a whole lot of shit you can get into. I live in Buffalo fucking New York, and I got into a lot of shit in my 20s. I know. Listen. There's fun there if you if you want to find it. Exactly. You know, you Mm -hmm. can make fun out of anything. And you can live anywhere. You can make your own fun, that's for certain. Very true. But if you live somewhere like fucking L.A. or you live somewhere like in New York, there's guaranteed fun as soon as you can step out the door. For sure. Always shit to get into. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I would hate living in, like, California or something like that. I don't know that I can do California. Crunchy granola people kill me. Yeah. Um, I would love to live in New York. Yeah, I love New York City. Mm-hmm. Like... Especially because they got that titties-ass Tim Burton bar. Oh, they love it. It's nonstop anywhere you go. Oh, I know. It's, it's nonstop awesome. anywhere and everywhere, and you can literally walk down the street into something different every single time. Like, you can be there for a week and just endlessly find new shit to do. Oh, I know. Every and, time I go there, I spend thousands of dollars for oh no reason. God, I know, because it's so fucking expensive, but it's so much fun. It is. Ugh, I'm so drunk every time I'm there. 
It's definitely worth it, Lady Luck. It is. But LA is just too much. Yeah, I feel like LA I couldn't do. And then, um, the, you know, all the plastic surgery, yeah. like the fake titties and the body, because everyone out there is trying to be an actor for the most part. And now nobody has like a genuine, is genuine the word? A natural physique? Yes. Yeah. Nobody has a natural physique. Everybody is like working to get their tits done, working to get their ass done. They got fucking lip injections, Botox. I found out that this girl that I work with, she is 26, 27. Mm-hmm. She's getting Botox. What's wrong with her? Bow fucking tox. I'm like, bro, you do not need it. But I've, I've heard before that the earlier you start, the better it is for you. They do know that Botox is like a toxic substance that gets shot into your skin to paralyze the muscle, right? Oh, were there nurses? I should hope so. <laughs> I am just... It's in the name, like Toxalanus, yeah, Botulitum, like, or whatever the fuck it is. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Botox. I don't even... I, anything that has the word toxin in it, I don't really want it. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I don't think I would like to live there that... Honestly, it would probably give me like a fucking self-image problem. I was gonna say body you dysmorphia know? is real. Out there. Exactly. But I don't get why people get those butt injections because you literally look like a fucking tooth after that. Like their ass, it doesn't match with the rest of their body. Yes, it sticks out. You can always tell a fake booty from a real one. Yes, always. Mm-hmm. Like it's uncomfortable. How but much that's you can like tell. what people work for out there. But why? It's it'll. Hey, a bigger ass will get you on screen these days, just like bigger titties will get you. Yeah, but something. What are they gonna look like when they're like ninety? Can Fucking you imagine? saggy skin with a with a voluptuous booty. Yeah, <laughs> large tooth shaped booty. Yeah, I can just imagine. Like, well, I'm gonna be old, so I, I guess I wouldn't be taking care of them. But I want to see, like, if I'm in the hospital next to the chick that got all this fucking work done, I'd like to see how her saggy skin is reacting to that uplifted booty. Or do you think it'll drop? Do you think it'll drop like an It'll probably drop. You think so? I mean, eventually, I feel like everything's got to let gravity take its toll. But, like, when you get the fake tits, do the fake tits drop too? Because I don't think they do. Well, I think it just goes with the, because it's just like a pocket. So if, like, your boob itself is, like, falling, I would think that the silicone would go with it. I mean, I guess that's true because your skin does lose, like, elasticity. elasticity. So, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that people are doing to their bodies now that I'm very interested to see down the line. But that's all it is out there. Yeah, I get that. But, like, the lip thing, too, is weird. Like, why do you get the bigger upper lip? It looks really dumb. It, it's the the pouty look. But it looks, you know? It's <laughs> like, it looks dumb. I, did you see that there's a filter that gives you, like, the, the I, lips? I can't. I can't. I don't yeah. know why. And you know what I thought? Oh, sorry. I know we just keep getting off. <laughs> but those fucking filters are killing me. There's this girl that I have as a friend on Facebook... She has never not posted a picture of her baby. Baby's adorable without the filter. Yeah. But she has never not posted a picture of this baby without a filter on it. That's weird. So 20 years into the future, she's going to show her kid this picture and then, like, she's going to look nothing like it. She's yeah. She's going to have a fucking filter over it. You're like, Mom, you got any fucking pictures that actually look like me? Yeah, you got any pictures of me without a fucking septum ring? Yeah. And a tattoo on my face? Yes. Like, and the fucking bulging eyes? Like, yeah. Stop with the fucking filters, people. Stop with the filters. Like, it's not good for yourself. It's technically, it, not technically, it's literally not good for your self-esteem. People literally have body fucking dysmorphia issues 
because of all these available filters to make you look better. Yeah. You don't need a fucking filter. Start no. taking pictures without it and embrace yourself. I literally purposely, like anytime I post a selfie, I take a photo with my regular camera. Because mm-hmm. I don't look like myself in a Snapchat filter. Don't yeah. get me wrong. A bitch's skin looks like porcelain in a Snapchat filter. <laughs> it's that Asian skin late love, I'm <laughs> telling you. Like, it don't look like me. Like, my eyes look a little bigger, I feel yeah. like. They, like... They slim the face. Yeah. They make your eyes bigger. They pr- they fix this note, like part of your nose or whatever. They, mm-hmm. you know, it adds like a shade to your to mm-hmm. your complexion, which is great and dandy. But you don't really fucking look like that. So stop taking the pictures, please. I urge you for your own mental health. Exactly, because then you're like catfishing a person. Oh, you don't look like the picture. Of course, that's me. It just has a filter. <laughs> I don't like you without the filter. So, like, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. It's... <sighs> All right. That's it. That that was the lady loves on mental health. Yes. Please. <laughs> Love yourself. Yes. Stop taking fucking selfies with... Goddamn filters. Like, no one's supposed to look the same. Stop it. Exactly. All right. Back to the story. Okay. So, strong, independent goth chick mm-hmm. living in Holly, off Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were living their best lives, and they did what all young people did. A. They hung out, cooked dinner, went to bars, and parties in the Hollywood Hills. Sounds like the tits to me. Yeah. I mean, fuck. If I could, I would. Right? Bitch, what? I was partying with Chris Brown. Not really. Oh. (laughs) I wish I was, though. If you lived in Hollywood, you probably can. Exactly. Did you really hit Rihanna? Oh. (laughs) I just want to know what happened. I mean, I know you hit her. I know you hit her. I just want to hear it from your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you could just tell me. I want to know how much I have to hate I can you. Totally tell, I can totally see you asking some inappropriate question in the middle of the party, lady love. Just literally in the middle of the party. And, like, you hear the record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I just wanted to know. <laughs> My bad. So, they're having fun. I yeah. mean, that's what you do at fucking 18. Well, when they moved to L.A., Or when she moved to L.A., her mom was really worried because, you know, I mean, her daughter's young and alone in L.A., Mm -hmm. big city, notorious characters everywhere. And she was trying to comfort herself with the fact that she knows that her daughter can handle pretty much, you know, whatever. I mean, she was fucking 16 in New York City Mm -hmm. taking theater classes. I mean, and she, if she is as mature, you know... Which I'm, I'm sure she was to be fucking 16 years old and be able to wrap up high school and then move to a new city and, you know, start your life there. So that means if she was 16 when she did that, she was like 17-ish Yeah. when she got to California, you know, spending some time there. Now well, she's she was 18. like 18. She was already 18 by that yeah. time? Yeah. Still though, that's pretty fucking solid to be doing all that, that is. stuff. That's a lot. I wasn't fucking moving anywhere when I was 18. I don't think I even could have. Hmm. I think I was like you just about to. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, I was like getting married and all that stuff around that time. Mm. I can't remember exactly how old I was. It's not something you want to remember, Lee. Love it. No, good. no, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but her mother knew that Satara was hardworking and goal oriented, and wouldn't do anything to risk all of the hard work that she's done. Mm-hmm. And Satara's father also lived kind of close to her in San Francisco. Or okay. in the San Francisco area. So the parents were separated? Yeah. They didn't really get in depth in, like... That whole... Yeah. Thing. I couldn't really find anything about that. But mom lived in Tennessee. Dad lives in San Francisco. Okay. And Sharon felt a little comfort in the fact that her father wasn't too far away from her. That's good, you know? Yeah. I mean, San Francisco, Los Angeles, I feel like... I feel like that's pretty far. 
Is it? I think so. It's probably closer than Tennessee, though. That's true. At least they're in the same state. Yeah. So it should be okay. But a few years after getting to L.A., Satara decided that going to college for acting just would slow her down. So hitting the ground running, she decided that she would just audition and pursue every avenue that she could. Okay. Good for her. Well, with so many people competing for the same goals of an acting career, Mm. life was harder than she had expected. And men constantly tried to take advantage of that. Yeah. Especially because they worked in, like, a restaurant. Everybody's like, oh, you know, I can I can help you. I can Quid help pro you meet quo. someone. Yeah, exactly. Quid pro quo. Sounded like I said crow. Quid pro quo. And, I mean, this was in 2011. The whole thing with Harvey Weinstein, which they have an amazing documentary on Hulu about, mm-hmm. that probably resurfaced the Harvey Weinstein shit within the last three years. Oh, Okay. Like, the Me Too movement only started a few years ago. And once you see the shit that he got away with, it makes you fucking think, damn, bro, how much other shit did other men get away with in, like, the in terms of, like, I can offer you the role to give me a blowing. Yeah, because when you have power, you take advantage. See, yeah. that's why... I don't understand why everybody has this, like, thing with wanting to be rich or wanting to be born rich or whatever. Like, no matter how many times I live or how many lives I live, I hope I'm born poor every single fucking time. Definitely makes you appreciate it. It does, because you're much nicer. Like, you have more of a chance of getting actual help from someone that's poor or less fortunate than you do of someone that's fucking rich as fuck and has every possible thing in the world to give you. It's very true, though. Like, the fucking... Somebody with money that has never needed to work for something will look at you like a piece of dog shit and just walk over you in, like, a time of need. Yeah. And people that are poor, like, I've realized this. So rich people grow up with this mindset that they're better than everybody else because they're rich. I mean, they got the money. Yeah. So they have to portray this, like, personification of being better than everybody else. They look down upon poor people. Poor people are raised knowing that it don't matter if you're a fucking janitor or a goddamn brain surgeon, Mm -hmm. everybody's the same. Mm -hmm. So no matter what money you have, you are just as important and just an equal as everybody else. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, money also is not everything. You can have all the money in the world. You could still be a miserable asshole. Exactly. You can be unhappy. You Mm -hmm. know, money doesn't buy you happiness. No, it doesn't. Most celebrities fucking hate their lives. Because guess what? They can't leave their goddamn houses. Yeah. I can go to the bar right now. Nobody would give a fuck. Nope. (laughs) No one gives a shit. Nobody would even recognize me. I get a message three weeks from now. Was that you at so-and-so please? Yeah. (laughs) It was. Exactly. And then you go about your daily lives. Yeah, it's... Imagine, like, every moment of your life being absorbed by the world and especially the world that we live now yeah that's too much come on the fucking hate mail that people post like the shit that people talk just for the sake of talking shit they don't need to know you they can definitely crush your dreams by you know what they say (laughs) who wants that i i kind of hope we get popular enough to have people try to shit talk me because oh man oh they love i'm sure there are people out there that should talk us already we just don't know about it yet oh i know i can't wait to like read it i am excited for that though what i was thinking about that when we were talking about um the people that have reviewed us i want to hear the bad reviews i, I do i want to hear somebody shit talk and be like you guys fucking suck yeah <laughs> i don't know whatever i know but it i don't know i mean i still want to keep the five star rating keep the five star rating going guys <laughs> 
Yes. Keep the five-star rating going. But, you know, I'm sure we'll get there, Lady Love. No, I know we'll definitely get there, but it's just going to be funny. Because the way I grew up, believe me, you won't have to have to try hard to hurt these feelings. (laughs) Oh, bitch, I think my feelings are gone. I don't know if I have any. Yeah, Lady Love, I can't see anybody that would, like, come on. Like, what would you do? What would you need to do to offend me? You can take a shit on my cat, and I still wouldn't be offended. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, listen, because we grew up poor, we love. Mm-hmm. It is. Grew up poor and hard times. Mm-hmm. Somebody talk shit, is I'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you read when they posted online? <laughs> anyway, I remember when I was a little girl, I think I was maybe, like, first grade, something like that. There was this older kid walked by me in the hallway and was like making fun of me for being Asian. He was like doing the like Chinese thing, pulling mm-hmm. the eyes, and I was like upset. And I told my dad, and he was like, "Man, no!" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh, thanks, Ed. Okay." <laughs> I guess that's we all come from the school of like somebody hits you, you fucking hit them back. Yeah, like I'll say if they do something to you, do that shit right back to them. Then they learn not to fuck with you. I went to a school where the one of the students tried to stab my fucking social studies teacher. <laughs> what? <laughs> I still can't believe that. It was a student. Like I yeah, I went to school. I think somebody threatened a teacher and he got like expelled. But you know. They love the one day I picked up Eddie from school and like I think the principal or some shit got body slammed by one of the kids. Get the fuck. These kids have no respect, too. For real. I was like. I'm seeing what this guy is really made of. What he is. The greatest professional athlete in the world today. Look at this. He's To get body slammed by a seventh grader. That has to be like a the workman's comp case of the century. Bro, I would what be happy to you, sir. Forever. <laughs> I got body slammed by a student. I got body slammed by a seventh grader. He was a big seventh grader. <laughs> These fucking kids are like bigger. Yeah, they it's are. all the fucking steroids in the milk. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Oh my god, I'm sorry. We got. I know. I'm sorry. This is like a very yeah. It's a distracting day, but. <laughs> Back to the story. So, uh, I don't even know where we left off because yeah. we got so far off track. I know, I'm reading. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, she was, like, working. Got out of school. Mm. Mm. Living in L.A. Yeah. Doing so, the party scene. Satara appeared in a bunch of independent films under the name Satara Silver. Mm-hmm. She also worked with smaller film companies like Fire Fuel and larger ones like Troma. She was, mm. yeah, she was doing, like, gory indie films mm-hmm. and partying all the time. Do we have any of the gory indie films she was in? Uh, any of the I, names? I think you could look on Wikipedia or on uh, IMDb or something. Okay. Um, so she started smoking weed and doing coke. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Love. Oh, okay. You had no, like, soft intro to that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's kind of like the intro drugs for a lot of people. For sure. I'm personally not a powder person. Don't stick things in your nose. <laughs> I your don't nose judge you is a if you temple. stick things in your nose, okay? I don't judge you. Your nose is a temple. You only live once. You deserve to have fun. Don't go overboard. Listen, anything is fine in moderation. I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm personally more of like a psychedelic pioneer. <laughs> I'm all about it. You want to see shit? You go ahead, go girl. full spectrum, though, Lady Love. Full spectrum. Mm, do you. Little DMT. Hey. Uh, <laughs> all about it. <laughs> No powdery substances. <laughs> For me, at least. 
<laughs> but it's fun. Do what you have to do. <laughs> so she started smoking weed and doing coke. And she realized that this isn't really where she wanted to be in life. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Depending on how much you do it, it can derail you, you yeah. know? Like, if you get to the point where that's what your life is, like, circling around, yeah, you got to rethink some shit, bro. Yeah. Because you can't be fucking smoking weed, snorting shit all day. Exactly. Like, you got to live life. Yeah, you're not going to accomplish anything like that. So, I mean, but good for her that she was mature enough that she can be like... This isn't probably what I should be doing. Well, I guess she was upset when she started doing it because she was smoking weed and snorting coke and no one realized that she was doing it. But you're in fucking Hollywood, bro. That's all they do. I was going to say, people probably walk around all day and look fucking coked out so you don't realize it. But, like, unless you know people that do the drug, you're not going to know that you're... Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Watching a crowd is totally different after having experiences, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like You just know. You're like, oh, I know what you're about to go do. I know what you're on, and I know what you're doing. Exactly. Like, anytime I go to a show or a rave they love, I'm standing there, and I'm like, she's rolling. Yep. He's tripping. Yep. That one's definitely on ketamine. Exactly. You just, you just know. But honestly, if you had no experiences with it... It would make no difference to you. No, you just you think honestly, someone's drunk. would never know. Yeah, you would probably think, like, that time we went to fucking Mighty Taco after yeah. the show. I'm pretty sure that dude thought we were, well, at least he thought I was fucked up. Yeah. Like, he probably thought I was drunk out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Not it, but you wouldn't know. Exactly, because you, you don't really act all that different. Like, you stare at stuff for a while, but that's it, you know? You, you get through it. Yeah. So she was upset that no, like, was she upset that her parents? Well, no, because her parents are around. Her, like, friends and everything around her could not tell that she was doing drugs. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were doing it, too. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't really... I mean, they didn't get too in-depth with it. Laura didn't seem like she was doing anything. It's a scene, though. Like... It is a scene. Also, people tend to mind their own fucking businesses. Exactly. Well, she was upset no one noticed, so she was kind of crying about it. And then she decided that she was just going to stop. So she took control and worked as much as she could. And ended up getting a boyfriend that mm. she seemed pretty happy with. Okay. In 2010, Sitar's life took a huge turn for the worst when she got an, an abdominal infection. From what? I don't know. It just said that she had, like, an, an infection in her stomach, and she was in the hospital for two weeks. So she ended up losing her job. I wonder what she was hospitalized with. Was it, like, a... It just said abdominal infection. Oh, that's shitty. All right. So she ended up losing her day job, and without her job, she couldn't afford her rent, so she had to move out of her apartment and started sofa surfing to get by. That's tough. Yeah. So she didn't want to tell her family or friends about her issues and everything, so she kind of pretended that everything was fine. I mean, she had a fucking stomach infection. I know. And like, I can't you legally warranted. Like, you look... First of all, they can't fire you for that if you're sick. I mean, you I, know what I mean? Like, I guess they did. They were like, sorry, bitch, you off the schedule. And you can't come back. <laughs> you know, unless there's more to the story. Like, if you're sick and you're down and out. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it does happen, though. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. So she pretended that everything was fine with her family. Laura had moved away sometime prior. And when she went back to L.A. to visit Satara in 2011, she said that Satara looked emaciated, gaunt, terrible and seemed very weird and rambling on about things that she never used to and her mother kind of said the same thing that she was like talking to her because they talked all the time yeah but she was like she just sounded really weird and funny Hmm. um one of her friends that she stayed with at the time in 2010 was a man named paul constantinescu 
Paul was someone that Satara met on a L.A. movie set, and he was a grade-A piece of shit. So in August 2011, her boyfriend called her parents and said that he thinks Satara was on drugs. Mm. Well, it turns out Paul got Satara hooked on heroin. <gasps> oh, no! Yeah. Listen, guys, you have your fun. Don't ever fucking inject yourself with some shit. Yeah, no. Anything, like, that's where I draw the line. Nothing that needs to be shot up. No, definitely not. Well, heroin, you can smoke it, too. Don't smoke it! It's terrible for you. No. No, 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 That's no, one no. of the drugs you literally do not do. Like, it changes your entire personality. Yeah. It ages you. You get, like, the fucking... Like, like, just don't fucking do it. Yeah, no. Like, the reason that people get so fucked up on heroin, too, is because you get so sick on the come down. You do? Yeah, so you get dope sick. And it's, like, terrible. It's so you need another fix to fix it. Exactly. Mm-mm. So it turns into literally, like, your body needs it. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it. Anything you can get addicted to, just don't do it. Agreed. Mm. I agree, and I have no qualms with that. Yeah. So her boyfriend tells her parents that he thinks Satara was on heroin. Her and her boyfriend broke up after a few months of trying to help her, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't working. But this kind of made the situation worse for her. And from August... To October in 2011, Satara was in and out of rehab. Oh, my God. And hospitalized for her drug abuse and charged with three counts of drug possession. Oh, fuck. This girl's life took a turn. Yeah, it's heroin. Like, I I mean, that's true, though. Like, it's not like you could just casually do heroin. No. Nobody ever said, oh, yeah, I do do heroin casually. Yeah. Nobody ever fucking said that. No, it's like meth. Yeah, I occasionally smoke meth. Like, no, no one does it. <laughs> Agreed. I yeah, she took a she took a hard turn though. That's so fucking sad, and she's still young. Yeah, she's only twenty four now. So Satara, twenty four years old, was in an uncontrollable downward spiral, and in only one year's time, during the summer of two thousand eleven, she found herself with multiple convictions on drug charges, mandatory rehab treatments. Mm-hmm. She was in Brotman Memorial for detox and a treatment facility in Pasadena. And she had even done a little jail time. Damn, bro. Yep. And every time Satara would get out of rehab clean, fucking Paul Cuntbag over here would come around and get her hooked on heroin again. Get out. Literally the worst person to have in your life. And he's like, like a piece he's a, of shit. He's a drug dealer. He's a fucking, he looks like, he looks like fucking Groove from Despicable Me, but like with a terrible mop of hair and like fat. Oh my god. Like he's like, and he has no chin. Like this dude literally has zero chin. This dude is uh, definitely more of a drug dealer than a boyfriend. He's not, well, Paul's not her boyfriend. He's like fucking 40 something. He's old. He's just one of her friends. He's definitely a fucking drug dealer. He's a fucking drug Uh, enabler. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he was, whatever. All right, fucking scumbag. So at this time, Satara was so bad that she was actually held in lockup for all of her court dates because the courts didn't think that she'd come back if they released her. Oh my gosh, this poor fucking girl. Yeah, her her friend Laura said that when she seen her, she looked like she was on a celery diet. Like she was just a stick. Poor honey. I know. And That's it's so hard. Sad. That Yeah, that like, to be where she was, where she was so independent and she accomplished so much. Being able to be as young as she was, go to the places that she went to with, like, the amount of, like, bravery that you need to have to do all these things, to be consumed by, like, a life of drugs is just always fucking terrible. Yeah, it's just, and it's so out of nowhere, because I'm sure she didn't think about it. No, no. It just happened, and then, like... Yeah, that's always, like, a thing where you're just, like, you want to try some shit? 
you know like you could be like at the wrong place and also mentally it has a lot to do with it you know what I mean you go down a rabbit hole of just like your negative or sad thoughts and I mean people people sometimes create dependency out of like a coping mechanism yeah and if she wasn't happy that people weren't noticing that she was dependent on this stuff. I'm sure it made just her mental health just a lot worse. Also, side note, guys, don't ever do shit when you're just not in the right frame of mind. Yeah, no. Drugs is not, like, drugs is not something that you should use to be happy. Yeah, no, no, no. When you create, like, your happiness around it, that's a big fucking problem. You gotta be definitely in the right frame of mind to do it. Yeah. If not, it just, it takes, like, a hold of you. It does, like... Drugs aren't supposed to make you happy. You're supposed to be happy and, you know, want to have fun. Yes. It's different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, after her most recent court appearance, Satara called her mother, Sharon, Mm -hmm. on November 22nd, 2011, on a payphone. She wanted to go home to visit and see her grandma, who was in bad health. Sharon was hoping that she'd move back to Tennessee, but that hadn't been discussed in depth. They talked about... 45 minutes yeah. about setting up arrangements for Satara's trip back home. Nice. I mean, she was finding a way out, it sounds like, you know? She was trying to. So Satara told her mother that she had to go and would call her back in 15 minutes. But this was the last time Sharon heard from her. Satara and Sharon had a good relationship and talked regularly, so this wasn't normal for her. Mm-hmm. Considering everything that has been happening in her life, Sharon knew something was wrong. As hours passed, Sharon got even more worried, so she went to Facebook and tried contacting her there, Mm -hmm. but she got blocked. Her mother got blocked on her Facebook? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Swear to Jesus. That's some fucking sketchy shit right there. You get blocked from your daughter's Facebook, somebody's logging into her Facebook. Exactly. Who is it? Is it Paul? It probably is, fucking scumbag. Well, that's actually where this goes. Oh. So mama thinks that Paul has something to do with it. Oh, absolutely. Well... Considering everything was out of the ordinary for her, Mm -hmm. Sharon called the police to file a missing persons report. Of course. They had to take the report, but considering her recent history and age, the cops didn't really see it as much and filed her as a voluntary missing person. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't fucking know that either. Voluntary missing person? Yeah. I'm voluntarily not here. How do you fucking judge that? How do you judge it that, that they're voluntarily missing? Is it based on age? Apparently, because when Sharon was trying to tell the cops, like, what was going on, they told her, quote, she's an adult. She can go missing if she wants to. I can't, uh. But still, like, if she's like, hey, I'm gonna call you back in 15 minutes, and then she fucking blocks her goddamn mom and all this stuff, like, that's not normal. Agreed. Like, giving the details of the relationship, if you speak to your daughter constantly, if you guys have, like, you know, a tight relationship... And all of a sudden your daughter isn't fucking talking to you? Why would you not listen to that person's fucking take on it? Exactly. I talked to my kid fucking three times a day. It's been a week and I haven't heard from her. Exactly. Hey, that's fucking weird. It is fucking weird. But the fucking shitty LAPD didn't want to take her seriously. They're in LA with them. I know. And that's what's shitty. It's like, just because a person's addicted to drug does not mean that they're like less of a person. And that's what's fucked up. Of course. Like, you should have no bias. In any way, you should not have no bias. But when you're in a position where you help your community, like, I can't have a bias towards a patient that's, that you know, that's, like, dependent on, on a substance. Exactly. I would never. I could never. It would affect the way that I treat them. So you have to eliminate that bias. Exactly. Because it's not fair. As a cop, 
who services the community, you cannot have that fucking bias. No, you can't. Well, they're just a junkie, so, you know, I'm sure they're just fucking sitting in a fucking trap house shooting up. No, that's not for you to decide. Exactly, motherfucker. And if that's the case, go fucking find that goddamn trap house and get her out of there. My God, that's so fucking sad. It makes me so angry. But by January 2012, Sharon knew Satara was in trouble. And at this point, it had been two months. The call was in November. Yep, it's been two months since they'd talked. The cops didn't do anything in a fucking two-month span? Nope. They considered her voluntarily missing. I mean, I feel like, okay... I feel like the whole voluntarily missing makes sense because you can be an adult and be like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm out. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything with anybody. I get it. Like people can just fall off the grid because they want to. But two fucking months? Like I feel like there should be a time frame. There definitely should. But they didn't want to do anything about it. Fucking January of 2012 and now? Yep. So it's been two months since Sharon has heard from Satara. God. And she was still blocked on Facebook. Oh, (laughs) Come on. Exactly. Somebody's got to fucking do something now. Nope. They're just shitting on her. So normally Sharon spoke with her daughter very regularly, sometimes two to three times a day. What did I say? Exactly. You talk to your kid fucking that many times a day. Listen, I forget to text my mom when I come home after visiting her and she's like, are you alive? (laughs) Are you alive? Did you get there? Were you in a car accident? Come on. She talks to her two to three times a day and nobody's taking that into consideration? Apparently not. Damn. Well, Sharon is 100% positive that cunt whore Paul has something to do with all oh, so of this. Oh, so am I. So am I. Fuck, it's gone back. Since the cops weren't taking any of this shit seriously, Sharon was in mama bear mode and was trying to contact anyone that she could about mm-hmm. Satara. She was calling the private investigator that was her bail bondsman, mm-hmm. her attorney, any member of the LAPD that she could find with an email address, and she was bombarding them with messages. Yeah. They were all telling Sharon to stop it because Satara is a druggie and she wants to do drugs with All Paul. of these people did? Yeah. All these people were like, eh, she's on drugs and she wants to be with Paul, so whatever. I mean, I know she had a long history with it, but... But it wasn't even that long. It was like six months. I mean... You know, they've obviously made their judgment on her character. Yeah. But still. It's still fucked you up. You go missing for that long mm-hmm. without talking to your mama? Yep. And everybody's writing you off? That's fucking sad. It is. And, like, just because you're on drugs doesn't mean you don't talk to your hey, fucking parents. And, attorney, you shouldn't have a fucking bias either. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> cunt. So, Sharon knew Satara was in trouble, and she was starting to question whether her daughter may be dead. So months have passed now at the end of January with no word from Satara. Mm-hmm. And now her grandmother has also passed away. Oh, fucking cripe. Exactly. And the whole reason for her going home was to see her grandma who oh, was dying. my God. This poor lady. Well, Sharon leaves Satara an endless amount of messages telling her and she still receives no response, which Satara was extremely close to her grandmother. Mm-hmm. So this was making Sharon fear even more right. that she was actually dead. Oh, God, they love. Sharon contacted friends and friends of friends of Satara's, and they were putting up missing posters and doing daily searches for her now. A few days after the posters were up, Sharon was getting calls about possible sightings of Satara. And guess in what area? Mm. Near Cunt Whore Paul's. Mm. It's fucking dude, man. It makes me so mad. So in February 2012, Sharon drove from Tennessee to L.A. to find her daughter, which is 2,000 miles. Hey, your baby's missing? You fucking drive to the ends of the earth. And it's been four months now. Yeah. 
It's been a fucking while. Yeah. Laura was unsure whether Satara was actually missing or not, because in December 2011, after hearing from Sharon that Satara was missing, Laura texted Satara, and she did receive a reply. Interesting. She asked her if everything was okay, and Satara said, I'm fine. Interesting. Sounds like something Paul could have done. I think so, too. So, once Sharon got to L.A., she was hanging up posters everywhere, and every day all of the posters that she would put up were taken down. Get the fuck out of here. Swear on Buddha. This, I know he did it, but love, I'm putting it out there already. Fuck this Paul dude, I know he did it. Wait, love, you gotta see what this motherfucker looks like. Oh, God! Listen, the no chin description. No (laughs) chin, like love, like straight, no chin. Yes, it's terrible! (laughs) So, oh, fucking <laughs> I just can't wait for you to see his face. I can picture his face in my head and it's awful. He looks like a melted clay figurine. Of <laughs> so Sharon searched the Hollywood area for weeks and couldn't find anything. Oh. So she had to go home. In late February 2012, Sharon emailed Detective Carmine Sasso, mm-hmm. who works for the LAPD in the Adult Missing Persons Unit. Mm-hmm. The email piqued his interest, so he decided to look into where Cunt Paul was. Finally, somebody's doing something. It only took four months of a person missing and not speaking to her family for somebody to be like, oh, yeah, maybe this could be strange. There's something going on here. Maybe, possibly. Mm-hmm. Mother came all the way here, putting up missing signs. Those missing signs being taken down. Mm-hmm. Come on. I know, because that's not fucking strange at all. Yeah, who's going to go down and fucking rip down every single missing missing sign? Yeah, like, that's a lot of work, bro. You're going to walk every three feet and fucking rip the paper down? I feel like somebody's putting in a lot of effort to hide something. <clears throat> Paul. Mm-hmm. So, Sharon was convinced that Paul had her daughter. As Detective Carmine started digging... Mm-hmm. He found out that Paul was a registered sex offender. Oh, fucking Christ. Contour Paul was arrested in 2006 at 40 years old because he was caught via dateline for trying to bang someone who he thought was a 13-year-old little girl. Get out. Can you imagine that? He, like, walked in. And what's his face? What's the guy's name? Uh, I can't remember remember. his name, but I loved when he fucking busted people because people would be like, I'm here to pick uh, pick up a dog. Or be like, uh, I, I, I had no idea that they were they were 10 years old. Are, are, are you the 10-year-old? Why don't you take a seat right over there? What was on the agenda tonight? I was, honestly, I was just going to take her out and show her around. Take her out and show her around where? Fairfield. Fairfield. That's it. And what exactly were you going to show her? The beach, sites to go to. So you're the welcome wagon here in Fairfield. You're just going to do a favor for a 13-year-old girl. At the end of the day, you showed up. After circling the house, you circled the house, you pulled in the driveway, you wanted her to get in the car with you, not even having met. That's a little creepy, I gotta tell you, Steve. I understand. And I did not bring any condoms with me. Well, that doesn't mean anything, really, does it? What else did you bring? So, sir, you did not say, I want to lick your 10-year-old asshole? No, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> I never said such a thing. I would never. I'm going to go outside now, and then they fucking bummer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking take them down. It wasn't me, I swear. I swear I didn't say that. Okay, you're going to jail now, sir. <clears throat> sir, can you please have a seat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he talks to them all calmly. And some of them sit down. I loved when they cried, man. Oh, I know. Because you know so you're going great. to jail. Oh, come on. 
come on. You just up with the intent. You're going to fucking jail. Exactly. You you just told 12-year-old Natasha that you want to fucking <laughs> stick it in her butt. Oh, and God. they find lube and a paddle in your car? Yes. With some rope? Yes. That's Guess it. What? Prison. <laughs> Prison for you for a long time. And a registered sex offender for the rest of your disgusting life. Yep. Well, in 2009... Don't tell me he got fucking caught again. Paul was found guilty of attempted lewd conduct and trying to get a blowy by a girl who was younger than 14 years old. Oh, my fucking goodness. Yeah. That's not disgusting at all. Oh, yeah. Listen, remember, I think we had this conversation before. There are certain people that should just be taken out for their offenses. I agree. You know what I mean? Fucking pedophiles. Yes. They are definitely at the top of the line. Mm-hmm. Fucking shoot them. I agree. Why not? Look at the shit that they do. And I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if people can change, Lady Love. I think that they can change. I don't think so. Into dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to morph into the unalive. <laughs> exactly. I don't think they can change as people. I think they can change into the undead. Like if you are going through great lengths... To do something to a child? Exactly. Like, there's something wrong. I get it. I, I get that there's something wrong, but there is also something that is probably going to be unchanged about you, so fucking take them out. Yeah, like, it fucks my brain to think about it. Like, I remember being a kid and watching this really terribly, awfully weird movie. Chris Hansen. Is it yeah, Chris Hansen. Yeah, Chris Hansen. Yes, this is Jake Yes! I don't know why it just popped into my head, but it did. Chris Hansen with Dateline, NBC, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Chris Hansen. You should have shot this motherfucker. Should have been in there with the firing squad, bro. Exactly. I should have changed some laws. No, I am Chris Hansen, and this is Dateline. (laughs) Fire! (laughs) No chance to explain. Just nothing. No. Fucking take them out. Right there. I think we're on to something, Lady Love. I bet you a whole bunch of people would watch that. Yes. Yes. Good TV is all, it's all we're about. Well, guess how long Shithead Paul went to prison for? Not long, I'm going to assume. Probably six months. I give it six months to a year. It was less than a year. You got to be fucking kidding me. I'm for trying surprised. to get a blowy by a 13-year-old? That's what I'm saying. I'm always surprised by the, like, the time that they give people for these offenses. Like... It's fucking trash. That's a lifelong offense. Yes, like that that's a problem. Yeah. Like you wanna fucking release that? You wanna release that piece of shit back into society? Exactly. There are people in jail for selling weed. Exactly. Like that are fucking selling weed. And you're gonna let a fucking sex offender who tried to touch a little kid back out into society? You think that's fucking good for anyone? Yeah, no, it's fucking terrible. And it's like like, I remember watching this terrible movie when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, this old-ass dude. And he, like, took this young girl, and mm-hmm. she was living in, like, a brothel or whatever. Like, her, her, some family members were, like, whores, and she was living in this brothel. Mm-hmm. And they, like, sold their kid oh. to this old guy. And he was definitely, like, 30-something, banging, like, a 12-year-old. That's fucking disgusting. And, like, they definitely insinuate he had sex with this 12-year-old. And, like, I tried to understand... That back in the day, life expectancy was, like, 20 years old. Mm -hmm. So I guess I can see why having kids at a young age would matter back then. Oh, yeah, you started popping them out early and then putting them to work on the farm. People didn't even name their babies after their first year just so they could make sure they were alive. Yeah, but, like, 
That trait is not necessary anymore no, to survive. love. Not at fucking all. Like, you do not need to be attracted to little kids, so fucking stop it! Like, if you are, just medical castration. Or real castration. That's Don't fine. Don't them. Yeah, something. Do something. Like, something's wrong there. You're not gonna... That's not normal. Exactly. And that's generally not something you can get rid of. It's like trying to pray yes, the gay away. Exactly, it doesn't work. Exactly my point. Like, there is something that is unfixable. I don't think you can change from that and be like, I know I was a f- I, I, I was sent to jail for trying to get a blowy from a person that was less than 14. But you know what? I'm reformed. Yeah. No. I repent. I don't think... I, I, I won't do it again. I, I, that disgusts me like a normal human being. Yeah. No. He fucking repented to Father Diddles over here. He was fucking... <laughs> Who's busy trying to get blows from his own less than 14 year old? He's over here, feeder bane and buttholes. <laughs> like, what? Oh my god, like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, I know, I, I agree with you. You're 100% right. Like, like, I understand it's an affliction. And, like, I guess if you can, like, control yourself and not do that, okay. Yeah. But, like, if you're one of these people that's going to act on these urges, you need to like firing squad, firing squad, yeah, balls cut off, yeah, clitoris removed, yeah, like something. Even these like fucking teachers banging their little students. Stop it! That is Mary Kayla Turnho. Like not cute, girl. Not cute. No, like, like isn't maturity something that you're into? <laughs> that's what I wonder all the time. Like I'm just like sparsely older than Dev, and oh, I'm, okay. and some days I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm so old in comparison, oh, you know? Oh, God, here we go again with this fucking old mantra. Lady love, you're going to have porcelain skin until the day that you turn into a prune. And I'm telling you, it's not going to even matter. Because the day you turn into a prune, that's it. You're out. <laughs> what the fuck matter? I just, like, slowly morph into an old person overnight and die. Like, yes! Yes! And that is truly what I believe that happens with Asian people. Look at your fucking uncle. I know. Well, me and Joby were talking about it the one day, and he said we got until, like, 80, and then we just morph into raisins and die. See, that's a solid another fucking 60, 50 years. What are you complaining about? I don't hide from the sun. I'm going to get fucked. No, you got young skin, lady love. I don't know. I can't wait for my rice hat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just okay. to be sure. You will. You will. It'll be great. Where did we go off topic with that? Oh. We were just talking about fighting scrot and pedophiles. Oh, oh this yeah. fucking loser. Trying to yeah, get a... fucking lame. So he did less than a year in prison. And on February 27, 2012, uh, Detective Carmine put out an official notice looking for Sitara and Paul. Okay. This was run on the news, and it turned out literally no one had heard from Sitara in months. Except for her friend in December, but also... Yeah, we don't That's know. a fucking sketchy response. That is. I'm yeah, fine. I'm fine. You don't find a friend that you confide in, that you move into the same complex with, that you're going out partying, and then you hit her with a, I'm fine. We good. Right. Well, Laura was blowing up her phone and getting zero responses. Mm-hmm. So she calls Detective Carmine to try and help as much as possible. Mm-hmm. As more people call, Detective Carmine find out the last known sighting of Satara was at Cunt Whore Paul's house. Was it the day of the phone booth or later? Do we know? It was later. Which, Paul lived right behind the rubber stamp factory that he worked at. And Satara was... Rubber stamp factory? Yeah. And the people that seen her said that she seemed to be there against her will. Oh, no. Yes. So, Detective Carmine goes looking for Cunt Whore Paul... He can't find him anywhere. Uh, and Paul refuses to return his calls. Of course he does. Well, Paul is on probation. Look at why somebody fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. So 
Detective Carmine calls Paul's parole officer mm-hmm. and tells him he needs to get in contact with him immediately. So Paul finally calls Detective back, and they set up a date to interview. At 12.30 p.m. on March 13, 2012, Paul is interviewed by Detective Carmine. Now we're going on five months. Yes. So Detective Carmine grills Paul, and Paul tries to lie and say that he hardly knows Satara, and he hasn't seen her in weeks. I don't know who this girl is. I don't know what you're talking about, but I ain't seen her in weeks. This what? bitch is a lie. I don't know her. Mm-mm. You a lie, Paul. Exactly. No chin having ass. So, <laughs> Detective Carmine knows that he's lying, and he asks if Satara is dead. Straight up? Yeah. Ooh, we. Well, this scares Paul. And what scares him even more is Detective Carmine tells cunt whore Paul that if he doesn't hear from Satara soon, he's going to be so far up Paul's ass, they're going to have to surgically remove him. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Well, guess what happens? He disappears. No. No? What happened? Two days later, Satara shows up at Cedar Zenai's hospital overdosed on heroin. Shut the fuck up. Swear to Buddha, lady love. Oh my gosh. Well, Satara was in terrible condition. Not just from the overdose, but she was covered in cigarette burns. <gasps> Lumps of her hair were missing. Oh no. Fingernail digs were in her arms and she was extremely worn out. Oh my god, this poor kid. Once in a stable condition and able to speak, Satara tells Detective Carmine that Paul made her go with him that day in November 2011. And from then on, he constantly shut her, shot her up with heroin. And while in her weak state, he would rape her. Oh, he kept her for guy. four and a half months. That's torture. I read in some articles that she said that he had, like, a hole dug in the wall and he would, like, make her go climb into the hole. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Paul is arrested for parole violation and for having heroin and denies doing anything wrong. He was held without bail but let out in April 2012. Why? Why did they let him out? Well, the cops dug as much as they could but could never charge Paul with anything because they couldn't like have proof because she was an unreliable witness you're fucking joking nope to this day paul has not been charged with anything and sadly on february 4 2017 satara stratton no. passed away of a heroin overdose. no yes the fucking fact that she was telling them mm-hmm. it wasn't enough nope it wasn't enough and Like, even though they were insisting that it was, like, even though she said what she said, other people said that, like, she wasn't, like, chained up or anything. Oh, also because she wasn't chained up physically. Yeah. It doesn't mean that she wasn't chained up, like, yeah, on a different level. Oh, yeah. By the substance. That's the most ridiculous shit I have ever heard in my entire fucking life. Yeah. And she was only like 29 years old when she passed away. Oh my fucking goodness. That yeah. kid had... I don't even know. That is just such a horrible, tragic end to it. That is. Like, can you imagine? Like, I'm 29 now. Yeah. I could not imagine. Imagine the lifetime she felt like she went through in those four and a half months. Mm-hmm. Needing to be with this fucking... Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Who's disgusting. Layla, look. Up this motherfucker. What's his name? Paul what? Paul uh, Contanescu. Oh, what the f- Contanescu? Mm-hmm. 
Fontanis. I'm going to go with the best spelling. C-O-N-T-I-N-E-S-C-U. Paul continues to send. All right, Google with your predictions. Mm-hmm. Continuous. Q. Come on, Google. Say it. Spell it again. Paul Continescu. C-O-N-T-I-N-E-S-C-U. E-S-C-U. I added an E. <laughs> this isn't him. <laughs> oh, Google, you added too much. It gave me Paul Contenescu. Oh, I guess it's spelled the same way. Yeah. But this guy is a Romanian composer. Come on, Google. Pick up on what I'm listening. You do any other fucking time. California? Um, Let's try it. Let's see, maybe. Yep. All right. Here we go. Ooh. Well, I gotta buy a vowel. (laughs) Because, oh, my God. Oh. Now, can you imagine having... He does look like Gru. <laughs> now, can you imagine having that melted Gru-ass-looking motherfucker climb on top of you to get some cheeks? Oh, no, Lady Like, Love. that's disgusting. He definitely looks like somebody that should have been shot, on, like, on site. Oh, yeah. Like, like, see him, shoot him. He looks disgusting. What a fucking scumbag. And I cannot believe that he didn't do, like... Nope, he was never charged with anything. Ha 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 ha. Did he show up? You said on Dateline? Mm hmm. This is Chris Hansen. <laughs> yeah. I want to see if I can find the fucking Dateline thing. This next guy's excuses are more common. Did you bring what? Yes. His screen name is Producer Paul 2001. He's Paul Constantinescu, a guitar salesman, and he claims he's at the wrong address. I'm not really sure this, this is where Andrew's. I've never been out here. This is the address that you were given. So you have wine, you have condoms, and you have a camera. Yeah. And his next excuse? He got her age wrong. Well, I thought she was 24. That's why I came over. You know, my com- computer kind of flipped out, and I thought she said she was 24 because I was talking to a couple different people at the same time. Perhaps his computer flipped out when he typed in his own age. He said he was 24, he's really 40, and as for the decoy, the chat log shows she told him she was 13. I'll teach you everything, okay, baby? You know, I'm sorry, sir, I'm in the wrong place. All positions and techniques. Producer Paul 2001 leaves, and you know what happens next. That shit was hilariously low. Oh my god, so disgusting. It's a lot of, a lot of Paul's popping up for Dateline, though. <laughs> disgusting. I I think that's really sad, man. But that's such a sad ending. Especially, like, her mom. All that work to find her daughter, and then she still ends up fucking... It means something when your kid is, um... Like, even even though she was an addict, like, I'm sure mm-hmm. she still regularly reached out to her mom. No, she did. Like, the whole time that you know? she was hooked, she was still talking to her mom. And the sad thing is, in the episode, they actually bring Satara on. Like, in the episode of Disappeared. Really? Yeah, because she was clean for a little bit. Oh. They brought her on, and, you know, she was talking, and she was describing, like, what happened. And she was saying how after she got off the phone with her mom, Paul picked her up, and then he shot her up in the car. And then pretty much from then on, he just kept her, like... Drugged up. Constantly drugged up, yeah. But, like, when she was describing it, she was talking, and she's like, yeah. And then he shot me up. And, like, the look in her face, you can tell it was almost like... She was trying to describe how good it felt, almost... Mm-hmm. without saying it. Like, you could tell she was just reliving 
yeah. that experience. And like once you're addicted to heroin, you are always addicted to it. Like there is no, well, no, it goes away. Like no, you're constantly gonna crave that. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad that she couldn't stay clean and passed from an overdose. No, but I mean, after being fucking held captive for four and a half months, I mean, she had cigarette burns all over her. Yeah, I'm sure she also did it as a coping mech. Yeah. Nobody lives through that and is like, I'm fine, everything's fine. Yeah, no. We're all fine. Who needs therapy? Right. I'll do heroin. Right. You know, and it's just sad because it sounds like she could have had a really promising future. Yeah. And you know? I think it was just like... A can of worms for her. Mm-hmm. Like, going to someplace so young, mm-hmm. and I think being so unsupervised, because her mom seemed to take a very, like, step-back approach yeah. to caring for her. So she didn't, like, get on her about doing drugs and all this stuff. She just kind of, like... You sound okay. weird. Why the fuck do you sound like that? Yeah. I call my mom drunk, and she, like, fucking obsessively makes sure that I am, like, A-OK. Yeah. You just, know? I don't know. It's just crazy. Like... Such a sad thing, especially because she had so many, I don't know, so many different opportunities, I think, that she could have. Yeah, absolutely. For. Absolutely. Well, that was a sad ending, Lady Love. That is I a mean, sad ending. I thought she would have been disappeared forever. Like, I thought it was going to be one of those creepy disappearances, but. No, this one she came back, but then she ended up dying anyway. <sighs> Fuck, man. I still think that guy should be shot on sight. I think so, too. Fuck that guy. Fuck you, He's Paul. a bitch. Hope you listen to this. Baby back, chinless bitch. <laughs> He gives Gru a bad look. He does. I love Gru. I love Gru too. This motherfucker. He's a fucking melted Gru. Yeah. With his fucking dingy, nasty hair. I'm sure you have lice. If not, I hope you get it. (laughs) Family love. Yeah. Alright. Oh, yeah. It was good though. It was. It was good. It's just a sad story. Yeah. But. Alright, piece of Tara. Yeah. Come on, honey. I know. Next week, I think it'll be fun, though. I'm debating between two different people to do. Hey. One would be way shorter than the other, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just debating. You make good decisions every time. <laughs> I trust your judgment. Well, thanks, Lee, love. <laughs> All right. So, if you guys enjoyed the... the, the, the oh, fuck. Rewind. All right. If you guys enjoyed this, listen to us or follow us on our Facebook page at Wine Wicked Crimes and Cat Moms Oh My. Or you can follow us on Instagram and see pictures of the wine bottles that we do and stuff, occasionally kitties and, you know, things like that at Cat Moms Oh My Podcast. We don't tweet, but we do have a tweeter available. (laughs) So if you'd like to Twitter or tweet, Twitter us at Cat Moms Oh My Pod. Or... If you like to email, I like to email. You know, I don't know what it is. I feel like that is like the perfect paper trail. The only thing I like to email is fucking EDC for my money back. <laughs> the power of the email, lady love. You see? Mm-hmm. You see? So, you know, and also, Yahoo. How many people are throwing out their fucking Yahoo accounts these days? Not a lot, but we are. So, you guys can email us at catmoms2 at yahoo.com. Yahoo! Long time since you heard that, and I know it. I know, exactly. You used to hear it all the time on the commercials. Mm-hmm. Now look at us. The only ones. On a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Yahoo. Sponsor. Come on. Please. Thank you. <laughs> or you can join us on our Patreon. Yes. At, woo, now we got two levels. Yeah. Yeah. And we also wanted to welcome our friend Chris. Another place. Yeah. Thank you. 
for joining us. We love you. Now we're up to a solid three whopping Patreon members. All of whom we know personally. And we love. Yes. We love you guys. Um, But yeah, you can join us on our Patreon at either our $1 level Mm -hmm. where you can get a shout out and early access to our weekly episodes. Mm-hmm. Or you can join us on our $5 level mm-hmm. for our drunken disorderly episodes, which are fucking hilarious. We do talk about some weird stuff. Like tentacle porn. If you want it, give us $5. You can listen. Mm-hmm. Is that all our accounts we have? Did we cover all of them? I feel like we were short this week. No, I no? think that's all of them. Yeah. All right. But you can join us on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash catmomsohmy. That's what was missing, Lady Love. Yeah. That's what was missing. All right. All bases covered there. Mm-hmm. And next week, hopefully, we're going to have this super special guest on. Ooh. Yeah. Who it will be, you guys will have to check in. Yeah. <laughs> Bye now next week. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see you next week. Good night. Goodbye.